Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. I preached a message last week, and uh, this message called, uh, what's it called? Uh, it, it should be called, um, The Just Shall Live by Faith. The Just Shall Live by Faith. That, that scripture is mentioned uh, three times in the New Testament, and it is mentioned in the Old Testament. I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, but I preached the message last, and the messages, man, oh, dear God, uh, something really tells me that, you know, I... I you know, I really think that God is setting us up for the last days. He, he wants us to take on some really solid teaching and solid sobering messages to say, listen up, get ready, we're in for some turbulent days, but we're going to be rock solid. The Bible says we, we shall have a peace that people will just be amazed at. It'll be just like a peace... James, the book of James says, a peace beyond man's understanding. And, uh, and I sense people are going to come into the house, they're going to find peace, they're going to find the presence of God. Haggai says, this present glory of the house will be greater than the former glory, meaning that he's going to up the ante. He's going to up the ante in these days. There's going to be a contrast a contrast between, Julie said it this morning, between light and darkness, huge contrast. And um, even all the politically correct people in the world, the news world, and even our great politicians uh, are, are actually conceding that, you know, this cultish murderous group, ISIS, are a cultish murderous group. Whereas previous we would have just you know, said, oh, okay, they're just, you know, they're, they're, you know let, let, let's be kind to them. And no, no, we need to take those guys out. We need to deal with them, amen? And, and so we're getting to days now where, you know, that we, we, we need to call it as it is, amen? And especially the church. And so I, I think a lot of the church too is sort of almost patronizing the situation by just constantly maybe preaching and teaching about a lot of just nice uh, sensibilities about how to get along with God, how to get along with your neighbor, and look, you can, do, you can be successful, and, and you can do well in life, and come on, you know, there's plenty of that scope. I'm not putting that down, but we've really got to, um, we've got to sober up and and look at the whole picture. <laughs> and, and I think the world's almost ready for that. I, I think even the world will come in and be wanting that message. Yeah. They, they, they won't be wanting maybe how to even, I don't know, raise your kids or something, you know. I don't, I don't mean to say that disparagingly, but I think they're going to want help. Is God is going to help? Is God going to help us here? Uh, hello, I haven't really been attuned to the things of God, but can you help me as God... Is it, does he know what's happening on the planet? Can you help me with that one? And, and I think that's what people... Uh, and then, of course, the other stuff we need to do. But there's, you know, these are great days. Last week I said, I just wanted to cap off just the start of last week's message. And then I'll get to where I've paused in my spirit and been pondering on. And it is about David. So let me give you a couple of scriptures. You got your Bibles? Let's go through this, and uh, God's good. So I hope you don't mind some scripture. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Where does it say that? Romans 10, where? 17. Praise God, you're doing well. One of the things to rev your, to work out, everyone's got a gift of faith, but one way to work out your, um, your faith, uh, and it is definitely to um, hear the word, read the word, Podcasts, there's lots of great stuff out there. Whatever rings your bell, just do it, you know, every day, literally. And so it's not days to just go from Sunday to Sunday. It's certainly not. So I'm praying that 
I'll be speaking faith and hope into you tonight, encouraging you to believe that. You need to live by this, now faith. Say now faith. Now. I mean right now. Where were you just like 10 seconds ago? Who was thinking about something else? Who was thinking about their lunch? Who was thinking about yesterday? Who was thinking about tomorrow? Who was thinking about, who's just tuned in that I'm here and just going, whoa, okay. Oh, wow, okay, you just broke into my dreams. <laughs> because now faith is like what Tom did. Tom is a great friend of the house. He was, pardon? You like to, I know you like to dream big, my, my, my friend, you're awesome. And uh, we've known Tom for a long time. And um, 18 years, has it really? Oh my God, did you really? You started fellowship in this church in 1997 in Cutler Drive School Hall. Yeah, radical days. They said we were climbing the walls and we were doing crazy stuff, having five, six-hour meetings and um, just the flurry of prayer and passion. We literally hit the road running and we started the church in 96. We really took the word of God for all it was worth. We were intoxicated by the Spirit and that's a serious recipe for a roller coaster time in God. And we did. We hit the road and we, man, we plonked ourselves down in the housing commission we had drug addicts coming out, and, and uh, then we had mockers coming out. And, um, but it was a fun time of seeing activity in the church at long last. And, you know, we'd, we'd be gone, going to church to a lot of sensible stuff. And, and at last, we were seeing God agitate. And, and yes, when that happens, the devil can raise his head. The flesh can raise its head, but God can raise his head. Amen. When you let God loose. And we had to contend with the devil. And we bound him. And we had to contend with the flesh nicely with people. And we did that sensibly and nicely. Although we did escort a couple of people out once out of the service. Amen. <laughs> and so <laughs> we had literally had bodyguards at the doors. It was just like that. We literally had some beefy guys at the doors. And we just had crazy stuff happening. Uh, I don't think the enemy was too happy that we were, you know, starting and turning up. In our infancy, he tried to take us out. I honestly believe that. And it took a lot of fortitude, took a lot of perseverance. It took a lot of faith. Say faith. It really did take a lot of guts, determination. It scared some people away. Some people weren't up for it. Some people, some rare breed, you know, they stayed and, and we know who those people are. And uh, Tom was one of those guys, and um, for, for all I know, Tom was coming, and he was enjoying it, but then I'd see him down Westfields with his Bible, talking to someone, and I'd see him out in the road, talking to neighbors, and I'd see him out and about, just witnessing all the time, up at the plaza, always had his Bible in his hand, and it was just an amazing thing. And, uh, and of course, that story this morning, that is just probably one little bit of fruit of your entire ministry that we saw uh, this morning. It wasn't that fantastic. So let's believe that tonight we can ignite that faith somewhat more, much more. Uh, Psalm 84 verse 11, and don't forget when the word's quoted, when we read the word, when we hear the word, it ignites faith. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. So let's check this out. Psalm 84 verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor, no good thing does he withhold. Is that good news? From those whose walk is blameless. God will not withhold all this great stuff. Wisdom, creativity, good breaks, the right connection, strength, joy, and victory. I'm talked to um, the guy this morning. His name is, I forget. And he said, man, since I've been coming to your church, man, my, my contracts have gone up. He's a landscaper. And he said, I'm getting contracts. Scott, thank you so much, Scott and Justine. And um, he said, God, man, this is crazy. Since I've been coming to your church, I said, well, that's what we're uh, hoping that will happen. You come under the covering. We're praying. I'm praying every day for businesses to prosper, for our people to prosper. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper, amen? And I'm praying into that daily. And by faith, if you choose to receive that, believe that, you'll get some, amen? 
But if you just go through life and just say, oh, well, whatever, by chance if it happens. No, you should be believing, believe, and you will receive, amen? And, and good stuff will happen. And he was just telling me the good, good breaks, the right people that he's meeting and just falling into his lap. So I, I talked about last week about people that have this um, future faith that um, they just believe that in the future it'll happen, that one day they'll feel better, uh, one day they'll get a breakthrough. Uh, you know, it, it's great to have faith for the future, but I believe there's faith for right now. You can tell when people are sitting in the service if they've got faith for right now. You know, if you're on Facebook right now, you've got no faith for this service right now to touch you, bless you, and anoint you. I can tell when people are wired with faith. It's like they've got a bit of a front foot. Let's go that foot. And they've got a little bit of a lean in. They, 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 you know, it, it, and they do it throughout their life. It's like now faith. They're not on the back foot. Oh, yeah, what's happening with you, buddy? You know, what, what are you up to? Yeah, whatever. No, they're going, whoa, what's happening here? What's the wind blowing like here? Healing, miracles, what? Whoa, whoa, what are we doing? What are we doing, right? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Christians should be asking me, what am I doing right here, right now? What am I, what am I doing with this person? What am I sitting next to this person? Why am I here with this person? Why am I working with this person? Why am I, why am I selling a car to this person? I'm always like that. As soon as someone comes into my life, we did a naughty thing today. We never do this. It's all right. It's all right. We never do this. I have never done. I can't even remember, Marty, the last time I've done this. What are you laughing at, bud? It was naughty. No, but this is what we did. This is what we did. After we did church and we stayed right to the end like we normally did and we chatted with everyone. But then Julie said, see, Eve, Eve, she said, she said, let's go to the caravan show at Mingara. And so... (laughs) And I'm thinking, that is unusual, man. We, you know, we don't go to shops. We don't do nothing. We're just bunkered down in the Word, bunkered down in the Spirit at home till p.m. And, uh, and I got home, had some lunch, I guess, which is my brekkie because I don't eat first thing in the morning. I fast all first half of that. And Julie uh, said, what do you think? I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's go over there. And, um, and so... Dozens of caravans, dozens of sales guys standing there just waiting. It's like being in Bali or something. You just got to, you know, I'm going, oh, no. And each one for me, this is problematic for me because every person is a soul. The guy's not a salesman. Yeah, he can be a salesman, but he's not a salesman to me. If he looks me in the eye and he comes up this close and says, hey, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing a barcode. (laughs) Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, caravans, yeah, 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 right. You're with your first wife, your second wife. It's just so problematic. So it's not much. Yeah, it's a funny life. Julie had fun. She's chosen some. We've got to become... (laughs) God wants us to show us favor, we know that, now. God wants us to bless us now. He's called the great I am, not the great I was, or the great I will be. Some of us have faith for the future, but have got no faith for right now. See, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I said, now faith, now, in the nanosecond of now, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's a live faith. That's active faith. That's faith that is today, now. It's like those caravan sales guys, mate. They've got more faith than a lot of the Christians I know. They're just going, here comes one now. Here we go. 
I can see the I saw a red laser thing. Wow, he's got my number. I'm done. Active faith, looking. Even one guy prophesied over me. He said, "You look like a business guy." Close. <laughs> I'm into life insurance. He saw my he saw my fancy watch. He went, "Right, this guy. I got this guy's number." He said, you look like a businessman to me. I says, close, no. <laughs> 2, 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for he says, in the time of my favor. How about getting up in the morning and say, today I'm going to get a job. Today I'm going to be healed. Today I'm going to sell that car, property, buy that property. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the time. When? Now. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Man, if we get this, you'll be sitting in your seat just going, you'll just be sitting there electrified. What's going to happen? He's preaching that word. Something's going to move. Something's going to ignite in me. Some, some, some things going to fall off me. Stuff, doubt, unbelief. Germs, viruses, colds, staff, depression. It's coming off you right now. Because now is the time of favor. Now. You should never be sitting in the service thinking, when I get home, I guess. Oh, you know, maybe tomorrow it'll happen. Now, faith, Megan. Now is your healing. It's, it's right now, in the here and now. Phil Pringle has a favorite saying, in the here, what is it, what does he say? In the here and now, in the here and now, he says. I kept on wondering why he kept on saying that, but I actually know why he does. Now is the time of God's favor, not next week, not 20 years from now. It's now, it's now. Some people are believing for Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work. Tomorrow, next week. No, now. You start releasing that faith. You have a, an expectancy like a child. You got it. Man, my, my grandkids are wired for life. They're, they're looking. They're search, seek, and destroy almost. They're, 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 they're looking. What's that? Who's that? What's that? What's this like? Doing crazy stuff. And man, it's, it's just like you're expected. You're like a, like a child. And then you get all sensible. You know, you grow up, you go, oh, let's be sensible here. Let's, let's walk through life sensibly. Let's not be witnessing to anyone because, my God, it might ruin my reputation. I might get embarrassed. And uh, no, you're looking, you're wired for sound. You're wired for heaven sound. Remember the Cliff Richard song? Wired. I don't even know. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Rebecca. Saying, who's Cliff Richard? Who's Cliff Richard? He's about, he's about 110. He's a, a, a national icon. <laughs> what? Come on, guys. Yeah. Sorry, young people. This is what we're going to sing in, in, the, in, the, in the old people's home when we get older. God sees our expectancy. God sees our expectancy. And he moves to, to that. We release faith and he responds to that. He loves it when you stand there, C3 Tugger, and a worshiping God with a sincerity of heart. There's noises going off, there's kids crying, there's stuff, someone yells at the back like this morning. I don't know who, what, that, what. It was, I thought some guy would come up and, but man, you're just standing there and, and, and you're looking to heaven. That's faith. Worshiping God, pressing through. You've got to be a bit demonstrative. You've got to move your body. You know, it's a bit how, yes, God, I really, really, really want to worship. No, lift those hands. Get the muscles. I could only hold my hands in the 90s before revival, before the move of God came along. I could probably only hold my hands up for about 15 minutes and i put them down. I remember when I first joined the church in 85, it was like about... Five minutes. I go, how do these people do this? This is 
okay, here comes another song. All right, let's do this. I remember bringing my friend, uh, totally unsaved, and he's trying to sing the songs. He's trying to hold his hands up. He's going, how do you do this? I said, I don't know, but it's good. Trust me. <laughs> and he said to me later after the service, you sing out of tune, by the way, too. <laughs> It was hard. Then Rodney Howard Brown came along, this South African evangelist. He taught us how to worship for an hour. So now I've got these muscles where I didn't think. <laughs> man, forget those weightlifters, man. I've got muscles they don't even know about. <laughs> David understood this principle of this expectancy and this now to break in on your life. Psalm 118 verse 24, Psalm 118 verse 24 says, this is the day. This is the day. So what about this day? Can it be this day? This is the day which the Lord hath made. I'm not sure which version they got up there, but we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now. Does that say that? New King James Version says, save now. Save now, Joe, the Spanish man, 80 years of age. I remember him telling me now, 80. Save now. Tom's walking by him. Tom's maybe glanced at him. So what do you think, Lord? Yes, now. You sure? Now? Now. Tom turns on his heels, walks towards him. Do you want me to pray for that knee? I can see you're ailing. You're discomforted. Man, yeah, that'd be great. Please pray for me. Why on central, you know, why on central state, why on station? Yeah, I'll have some of that. Let's lift, uh, lift your hands. Let's just look to heaven maybe and <laughs> miracle happened in his life. By the time he got to central station, he's healed because save now. This is the day for Joe. Now time, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Not next week. He's a bold guy, this David. And so when I got to there, which was about just a, you know, 10 minutes into my sermon, I realized that David was a radical dude. And then I realized that David had now faith, that in fact, he was a guy, and this is the scripture I went away with, and I was pondering this week, it was... The just shall live by faith. David was a better, you know, David really played up and did some awful stuff and he was doing great, conquered the bear, the lion, Goliath, awesome, he's a hero, you know, and, and he's taking it easy, he sees this beautiful girl, he summons her, uh-oh, and then he falls because it's he, she's married she has a husband and and then he goes oh my god i better send the husband away i better send him into a real good battle so that he maybe can not come back and send uriah the husband out on the front line he said yeah i'm gonna do whatever you say king david you know whatever you want me to go i'll be back for my wife but you know and, and he gets slain so David's, you know, but David did get thrown out of the Bible. Yeah. Because why? Because he had faith that God forgave him. Yeah. The just shall live by faith. Has anyone here done anything worse than David like that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, but the just, he felt righteous. What's just? Let's talk about that. So these are the three scriptures that I've got to go through very quickly. And um, yeah, this is the point and this is the guts and this is the real meat of the message. The just shall live by faith. So Habakkuk 2.4 says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. It's a powerful declaration in the Bible. And it's found three times in the New Testament. But it's talking in this instance, just leave it up there, Habakkuk 2.4, behold the proud, those ones who don't want to know about God, those ones who are self-righteous, basically the word of God is saying they're going to come to naught, they're going to perish, the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, 
It's in context of the Chaldeans and the Babylonians. Those guys, the Bible is saying, they're going to perish because they don't have no room for God. It says it here, Psalm 104. Let's check this out. In his pride and wicked, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. Let's read the next one. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. So th there's a strong delineation here of the proud that have no room for God. They're not going to do so well. In fact, they're going to perish. But the just, they're going to live by faith. They're going to live by faith. As they live by faith, they will be blessed. Proverbs 3 verse 1, my son, do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let, let's see, these are the good things. As you apply, as you, as you, as the just, the people that are saved, you're being justified. As you live, as you live constantly in him, now, constantly, by faith. The just shall live by how? By faith. The just, the people that know that they've been forgiven by the blood of Christ, by our Savior Jesus, those people that have been justified, they shall live every step, every hour, every moment of their life in faith. Let's just talk about that quickly, and that'll do us, I'm sure. My son, do not forget my teaching. Let's back it up to 3.1. But keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord. Tr guys, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Basically, it's saying, in other words, the righteous man trusts not in himself, but in God. His faith is directed upward to God. Amen? This is what faith is about. It's, tr it's trusting God despite all the ir irregularities of life, all the enigmas we would call them, all the things that don't make sense and what people challenge you on. Why do planes fall? You know, why do bait? Why do things, you know, I don't know, but he makes the world go around. He created the world. He makes it all go around. He holds it together. Why he can't keep people alive and, and blessed and, you know, I'm not sure, but I just, from the revelation I have from God, I trust him, I believe him, and, and, and I just believe that, that that's his business. It's my job to live by faith. It's my job to walk out my days not second-guessing him, not being in doubt of him, not being perplexed, but my job, the just shall live by faith. Does that sound like a game plan? But what about all these things? You know, in fact, my own personal life, you know, I could mention a lot of stuff, but as you do this, as you live your life by faith, it shapes you into this God person. But if you live half-heartedly without faith, and if you're living in yesterday, or if you're living in future hope, or future faith, you're not being shaped to be this strong believer for the moment, for the now. It's like, now get me, please, People who have been hurt, traumatized, something bad's happened, they could be fragmented and, and their past is always there and they're living in the past. They're stuck in the past. And, and, but you know what? I want to say this, that Jesus said, if you have faith, you'll be made whole. You will be made whole. You could come into the moment. Actually, a, a man, a young man was telling me he had some ministry where stuff happened to him as a young man, and um, he's married now, he's got kids, and, and he said, Phil, I just want to tell you, Pastor Phil, it said, you know, I've just got huge breakthroughs the last two weeks, did some ministry like Theophostic, is it? 
thought that was plant terminology. So I thought I got my wires crossed. Presence of God, understanding that Jesus was there. He didn't leave you or forsake you. He was there and, and in fact, he did protect you. But he said, I, I just got through some stuff, resolved some stuff that happened to me in the past. I feel like I'm, I'm living in the now, basically. That's what he said. I feel like I'm living in the now, I'm alive to now. The past is not like this dark shadow over me. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to project out there with fanciful, magical thinking. I'm living in the now. And I I was really blessed and touched by that. Amen? So God, that's what God wants to do for these precious people. Faith, it says in the Revel Bible, in the Reveal Bible, some dictionary defines faith is belief, confidence, trust, reliance. In the Bible, religious faith is a life-shaping attitude towards God. Yes, he is the creator. Yes, I'm moving on. I must. Mm, Okay, let's do this. I've only got a few moments left. There's three times this scripture is mentioned in the New Testament. And let's go through, this is actually some theology, so it's quite, it's quite I, I can't tease it all out, just haven't got the time. But I, I certainly want to leave you with an understanding about how to live by faith in the moment, how, how to understand that you can live in the presence of God now, and how you can be alleviated from all uh, possibilities of being condemned or feeling on the outside of God's love. When you, when you live your life by faith, you're actually living in, in, his, in his love. When you shrink back, you're shrinking back from who you should be, being loved by God. So I want to be able to sort of tease that out. So Romans, the first instance this is mentioned, this scripture is mentioned, is Romans 1, 16, 17 to 16. Okay, let's look at that. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greeks. 17, verse 17, for it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, here it is, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all who were with we and this start and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit now as you do that i know this and the bible says it to be true you will be transformed into this state of feeling that you're righteous. It's a little bit like this. You end up with a little bit of a swagger. But your swagger, if it turns into being sassy and smart, alecky and self-righteous, and you know, it, it can go the wrong way. But I actually believe that God can change your posture and you can walk through any manner of any matter of sphere of society. No matter if you're walking with Tom Cruise or uh, George Clooney and all the stars, you can walk through those people and actually carry yourself with dignity and royalty because you are forgiven and you are righteous in Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? This shame thing is what happens in the fall. Shame should come off you. Guilt should come off you from the revelation of what God has done for you in your life. It gives you a posture, it gives you a smile, and it gives you an ability to engage anyone and everything at any level. I know it to be true. I couldn't believe my own daughter, Jessie, saw um, Virgin Airlines guy. What's his name? Richard Branson up at Noosa. He had a little entourage. He was looking at the water. Jessie saw him, and she wanted to go up with him and do a selfie or something. I don't know what. But I thought, that is bold, man. That is, wow. She got one. That's right, when he wasn't looking, but that still counts. (laughs) By pursuing God's righteousness, we can develop personal integrity, virtue, and purity of life. 
I'd love to read out the scripture for the podcast listeners. You can do that. And I'm cutting to the chase now because my time has run out. But Romans 6, 11 to 18 says that we, yet we have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. We're not sinners any longer. We don't have to be enslaved to that stinking thinking of being condemned and guilty. We are under grace, amen? It's an awesome thing where you feel that you got purity, you got virtue, you got, you got rightness and correctness of thinking. You're feeling and acting like you're right with God. Isn't that great? You know what you like with your parents sometimes, you, or, or, or even your boss, or, or even your peers, you just you, you do a bit of ducking and weaving because you've done something wrong, and now you can't look people in the eyes, and, and then you're hunched over, you can't lift your gaze, you're feeling awkward. No, with God, you can lift, your, you can lift, you can puff your chest out a little bit, and you can look to heaven, your, your posture changes, and you just, you can know God's smiling on you, there's nothing that you can do. And I even went to the caravan show, and I still feel good. Amen? I'm not going, went to the caravan show. God, forgive me. It's just, it just pervades. It's a strong, this love of God is pervasive. It's strong. It's going to take a big day to put me into condemnation. I'll tell you right now, or on a guilt trip, because I know my God loves me. Yes, there is a conviction of the Holy Spirit when you do wrong and the conviction comes and you should change. Amen? But I'm telling you what, if I need to be disciplined, I'm coming straight home to Father God. I'm going to cop it sweet. Amen? I'm not going to go running off down to Babylon somewhere. I'm not going to go running off from the church, running off from God, running off from my Christian friends. I'm going to come straight back and cop it sweet. I might get taken out to the woodshed, but that's all right. I'll come out far better for it because the Bible says the ones he disciplines, he loves. Amen? Two, they shall live. So I'm talking about the scripture, remember? The just, so I'm just, I'm made right, I'm justified. I was, I was, in, a, I was in court, they were, gonna, they, were gonna, they were gonna penalize me, I was gonna be condemned to death and then hell, and then, and then a man at the back of the court said, hey, I'm gonna pay for his release. I got the ransom. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? That's Jesus, man. You've just been released scot-free. You've been justified, made righteous. You can walk around, trade, live, live what life to the full. Amen? That's my Jesus. And there's no condemnation in that. That's a legal binding agreement from heaven to you. Every guilt trip the enemy tries to put on you, it's not from God. It's probably from the enemy or from just your guilty conscience which can be cleansed by the reading of the Word, the purification from the Word of God, and you can come up roses in every day. Amen? It's up to you. You don't have to be bogged down in that. Hebrews stresses there's another connotation to the just shall live by faith. The second thing is, Hebrews 10, 36 to 39, for you have need of endurance. Okay, so this is not just a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I know I gave my heart to Jesus and uh, you know, I had faith for that. No, you've got to have faith continually. For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, and by the way, faith is just not faith. There's acts, there's obedience to it. See, Abraham, he goofed off too. He did plenty of wrong, but he always bounced back with obedience to God. He walked out his days in obedience. He left, the, he left his father's homeland and walked this journey out, trying to do his best to honor God. And he was, it was accredited unto him as righteousness. Amen. 36 to 39, Hebrews 10, 36 to 39. For you have a need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise, C3 Tugger. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Does it say that? Now. When? Tomorrow? Now. But if anyone draws back, oh, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to petition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. I love that. I love that. And in that, you produce fruit. Luke 8, 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, say persevering, produce a crop. Funny thing happened in the wedding yesterday. Greg was trying to put the wedding ring on Lizzie. And I'll just try and show you. I 
Yes. Ah, got it. And he was trying to, and this is a typical thing that can happen in a wedding, so be mindful all the ladies that are going to be married. And The man, was Greg, was trying to put the wedding ring on like this. Podcast listeners, bear with me. And he got it to the knuckle, and he couldn't put it on. He tried once, I saw him, he tried twice quickly, he tried three times, it's not working, what do I do? He, he just left it there. He just left it there. I, mean, I said, Greg, you got to get it on. You, you, you got to persevere. You got to endure. And, and so he went back, he's wriggling it, he's turning it, he's pushing it. He's wriggling it, he's turning it, he's pushing it. And he says, I think he said, someone got some water, some soap, please help me. He's, you know, he's all scripted, Greg. He's very administrative. He likes everything ducks in a row. He wants it, you know, he never planned for this. He never planned for this. And he's pushing, he's pressing, he's pressing. It must have felt like it was about a minute. And everyone's laughing because I'm making some wisecracks and stuff. And eventually it gets halfway over the knuckle. I'm going, Greg, you can do it. Come on, buddy. You can do it. He pushes. And he finally got it on. The just shall live. Not by one hit wonders of what we did yesterday, last week, but now. Greg had to assume the position of faith and believe that that wedding ring was going to go on. Now. He was going to leave it hanging off like that. I mean, the poor thing would have just flown off. And No. Okay. For a little while and he who is coming will come and not just now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul is no pleasure in him. But we're not of those who draw back. I've said that by persevering. Produce, that's right. Sorry, Luke 8, 15. Sorry, guys. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hears the word, retain it. Yes. And by persevering, produce a crop. Eternal life belongs to those who are patiently continue to do good. Romans 2, 7. To those who by persistence, say persistence, in doing good, seek glory, honor, immortality. He will give eternal life. Oh, this is too good. This is great stuff. Running with perseverance. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, C3 Tugra, let us throw off everything that hinders this and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run, guys, let us run in these last days with perseverance, the race marked out for us. C3 Tugra, we have got to ship up. We've got to shape up. We've got to, we got to start doing this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And the third one, by faith. And I've said it, the just, meaning you, justified, righteous, shall live daily, right now, every day, until you go to heaven. And the third one was by faith. Galatians 3, 10 to 14. Yeah, it's, might be too, just notate it. It's a bit of theology there. Galatians 3, 10 to 14. By faith, basically by faith. Can you get me up the scripture? I'll nail it with this. Luke 18, verse, I haven't even given it to them. But Luke, verse 18, 9 to 14. That will help me nail this. By faith, by faith. Thank you, Father. Tell me when it's up there. Lord, you've given us this gift of faith. We're saved by grace, not by works. But Lord, you've asked us to walk out our days with showing our faith. James says that faith without deeds is dead. Yeah. Yeah, to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else. This is about the Pharisees. Jesus told this parable, thanks guys. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. So the Pharisee thinks by the law, he's attained this holiness in God. By this good works, he's attained. this. That's another thing we gotta be careful of. Coming to church, doing the right thing and all this behavior modification, thinking, man, I'm doing all right with God. It's nothing to do with good works. You are saved by grace, not by any works. You are saved by grace, not because you dress well, not because you carry a big Bible around, 
you are saved by grace. Grace is what? Everything that Christ has done. What's faith? That's your response. You see what Christ has done for your life? And that's grace. And then how do you respond? You respond by faith. And that's the same with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the same with Joshua. That's the same with, with all the, the biblical heroes of the, of the Bible. They all responded. Noah, who would build a boat for 110 years? That was by faith. He just heard God and he's going to build that boat no matter what. So the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers. I'm thank God, let's do it like this. Thank God I go to seek three Tugra that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like the tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give, I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. This is the tax collector. This is like Joe this morning who said he can't speak the born-again language yet but in fact made everyone cry when he gave testimony about his God. So this is Joe. The tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, this is what Jesus said. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. God bless you. Stand up. Let's stand. God bless you. God bless you. Father in heaven, we stand in your presence, justified by faith. No longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. The life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Amen. Lord, we stand in your presence now. Say this, Lord, I stand in your presence now. Let's do that again. That felt good. That, that's like a pill. We're swallowing a pill. Lord, I stand in your presence now. Now faith, say this, now faith is the substance, the evidence of things not yet seen. Lord Jesus, help me with my now faith. Help me stand in the now of every day I live, of every hour I live, of every minute I live, of every second I live, now faith, now faith. Don't switch your faith off. Don't let your faith go passive. Oh, I'm sitting in the waiting room going into the doctor. I'll just pick that magazine up and I'll just read that magazine and just switch off. Look at all these sick people. How can I do anything anyway? You may be sitting next to someone like Joe who you can pray for. Lord, help me right now. Help me cross the room and witness and pray for those people that you asked me to pray for. Excuse me, madam. Excuse me, sir. Do you mind if I pray for you? God will give you an opportunity. He will give you a vacuum of space where you can stand in and where you can say something so marvelous that it's not even you and all of a sudden the world stands still and this person goes my God it's the Lord he's come to me right now and he wants to pray for me he's in the guise of this angel looks like Marty maybe looks like Alana I'm not sure who he uses but he wants to use every one of us and as we reach out beyond all our Oh, all our safe zones, our embarrassment, our guilt, our shame, as we stand in the moment of being justified by faith, you know what happens? God gets a hold of us and we realize God's in that room and He's desperate to reach every single one of them. And here's us staring at George Clooney or Jennifer Aniston or someone like that. I mean, pray for them as you're reading about But No, they're right there in your proximity. They're there as you're doing business with them on the phone. Listen, do you know how many times, I'll tell you something, a secret. Do you know how many times I've witnessed to overseas, what do they call it? Callback centers. I love it. So yeah, tell me, 
where, where are you right now? Well, I'm in an office in India, Mumbai. Great. Well, have you got any churches around there? Oh, I'm not sure. But one of my friends goes there. Tell me about it. And man, you know what? Sometimes half an hour later, I've convinced that person to go. I've done it to the Philippines Callback Center. I've done it to the Indian Callback Center. I've done it to Sydney, Melbourne. I have witnessed to anyone who gives me an ear. I will witness by faith in Jesus' name. And Tom would say amen to that. And we say amen to that because the just shall live by faith. Three components. hope for the evidence of things not yet seen I'm looking past the reality of this world and I'm looking into hearts and I can see hearts I see souls I see people I don't see a caravan salesman I see a soul bound for heaven if I can help Jesus lift your hands lift your hands Lord, help me witness, help me plant seed, help me lay hands on the sick, help me be cheery of good hope, let me release the gospel, help me release the good news of the gospel, Lord, give me the go of the gospel, two-thirds of God is go, go into all the ends of the earth. All authority I've given unto you. Lay hands on the sick. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you, church. I will be with you, C3 Tugger, to the end of the age. Till you meet with him in glorious, glorious heaven. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, do a good work in our heart. And then flow through us into the, every single person. Let me go home to be with you at the end of the day. Knowing that I've influenced Many, many, many multitudes are in the valley of decision. Many, many. Lord, use my money, use my time, use my talent, use my words, use my influence of who I am and what you created me to be. And the saints say, and the saints say. listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.